Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball, presented by Dugout Mugs. This is episode 125, the Jake Cave episode. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. You know what's wild is that, like, I legitimately never remember our episode number until you say it when we're recording it. 125, dude. We are cruising. Seems just like yesterday you were singing us some Sweet Caroline. Episode 3. Congrats. Congrats. Now everybody's going to go back and listen to episode 3. Which, by the way... Please don't. I... (laughs) <laughs> I can't go back and listen to old episodes. It is we were just trash. The worst. Well, I mean, <laughs> people would probably say we still are, but yeah, I think we've improved sure. a little bit. I hope so. I don't know. I was like a just squeakly nervous voice that I couldn't create a sentence at all. I mean, think about it though. That was like that was pre Seat Geek. That was pre Dugout Mugs. That was that oh, was pre like. Getting these guys on the show. What is what is that about? We we're like talking about these guys as though they're superheroes. Now we're just like Now we're cool. JK, come on, man. Now we're cool. Come on the show. You can just say that. Miles Michaelis, tell us about the crotch grab. Juan Soto. <laughs> just just enlighten us. We're out here hustling. That's all I gotta say. You know who's gonna be hustling in twenty twenty one? Not twenty twenty. Now, because he's banned through the 2020 season. Alex Cora, Nate, is going to be hustling back to Boston to manage the Red Sox. It's not going to happen. To a World Series title. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen. The whole band's going to get back together. Mookie's coming back without even playing a single game in a Dodger God, uniform. This is such a pipe dream. This is not going to happen, and you know it's not going to happen. Alex Cora's coming back. You have a better shot at getting Mookie than you're going to bring back out. Absolutely Cora. not. I'll we have that. better sh- No, better shot at getting Alex Cora back. Are you kidding me? There's no way you're going to bring that heat back in. There's no what way. What heat? The cheating heat. He didn't do anything. That's why he got banned? Because he didn't do anything? In Boston. That's fine. But he still got heat on him individually. Carlos Beltran didn't do anything for the Mets, and he didn't manage for a day. Heat. Gotta Alex Cora got a title. No Carlos stink. Beltran has nothing. No stink. Can't have any stink around here. Hey, this is the Jake Cave episode, but I'm fully prepared to dive into this Red Sox Yankee <laughs> stuff with you. It's been a while. You can't have any stink. Haven't you had the juices flowing. Can't have any it. stink. We're gonna stink if we don't have Alex Cora back. It's that simple. You really think that? Yeah, because you're not bringing back. Well, not back. You're not putting Jason Veritek in that role. We've already talked about that. That's an untouchable. You guys are going to suck. Can't ruin that legacy. I'm sorry? You guys are going to suck for the next five years, so it's not going to matter. It doesn't matter who you bring back. There's got to be a rebuilding phase that you're going to go through, and it's going to suck for you. It really is. I'll love it. Knocks Jake Cave and the the Twinkies out of the playoffs and thinks that they're just the dynasty that they used to be. What a rough rough life to live. On the come up. On the come up, and you know it. On the come up. You guys are on the downhill freaking slope, man. 
Real talk, though, what did we think about that? Before we get into the old Jake Cave conversation, what did we think about the the report slash punishment regarding the Red Sox? Basically, what this tells me is that the Red Sox didn't do anything. Uh, the stripping of the second round pick uh, is just... They'll, sur- they'll survive. Base, yeah. I think that's basically just because of the fact that I feel like there would be a huge backlash towards Manfred if something didn't happen. But this tells me that either, I mean, we don't have any details. Either the Red Sox didn't do anything or Manfred just didn't feel like dealing with the backlash again. So I'm leaning towards the side of the Red Sox probably didn't do anything. And I mean, there wasn't even a fine involved, right? They didn't have that big $5 million cap fine. So that, I feel like, to me, tells me I don't think they did anything. Like you said, the Cora stuff is from him being you know, connected with the Astros before he was managing. So I don't know, man. It, tell, it tells me that nothing happened, honestly. Yeah, and kind of like you said, I think, and I'll, I'll try to set my bias aside here, I think what happened maybe you could even consider too much because if there truly wasn't really anything that happened outside of what we already know, right. Nothing happened. Then it's like, what are we doing? This is really just to cover Manfred's face. Yeah, I agree. I think this also probably nips any type of future investigations in the butt. I don't think, um, there's going to be any future Astros situation with any other ball clubs because of, how this went down in my mind. This was so minuscule that I think 10 years from now, we're going to look back and most people won't even remember that the Red Sox were under investigation. They're only going to remember the Astros. So that tells me that this is probably done. I think we're probably done looking into other teams doing the similar things that the Astros did. I mean, I hate to say it. Good. It's a good thing. Yeah. But on the flip side, I, like I said, I hate to say it, but there is speculation kind of floating around that it's like, if you are a team that needs a championship, are you willing to, worst case scenario, be dealt with the Astros were dealt, but you still get the ring? It's like two investigations, obviously one's far different than the other, but you look at the Astros situation, it's like there's people saying that they're kind of turning their backs on baseball at this point, because it's like, if the, if this is all that's going to be done to teams that actually cheat, yeah, specifically the Astros, then it's like, is it worth it to find some sort of subtle, illegal advantage? Right. If that's all that's going to be dealt. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But also, I mean, we got to think about this, this poor scapegoat of the, the video guy who's, been fired from his job and banned from ever doing that job again. There's this gray area that there's so much being left out, in my opinion. Why can't these reports be released? Because, like, we're talking about now, okay, there's a second-round pick being stripped, and there's some random video guy that has nothing to do with players taking this information and using this information being fired from his job. So... Did he give players information? Were there players cheating? 
I don't know. I don't know. This these punishments don't tell me anything. I have no idea. It's just more question marks. What did you find? Did you not find anything? Because if you didn't find it, no punishments. Second round pick stays. My man keeps his job. If you did find something, more stuff needs to happen than a second round pick and this random dude that nobody knows losing his job. I apologize if you know this random guy or if you know his family. I'm not wishing ill on anybody in their current job. But what I'm saying is, is that if he was doing something against the rules and that information was being passed along to somebody, there's got to be a connection. There's got to be a trail here. So did they cheat? Still up in the air. Still a question. I don't know. I don't know if they did. For the record, for weeks, no, months now, I've been saying, and you can back me up on this, I said if there was cheating involved, if Alex Cora was at the helm of all of this and was responsible for cheating that they would have found, I was fully on board with them cutting ties completely, not even entertaining the idea of bringing him back. Manfred could come down, depending upon how much cheating was involved, lifetime ban, people were throwing that around. I'm like, I'm all for it because people that cheat the game deserve to be punished accordingly. So I just want to go on record as saying that. So the whole like, oh, you're just a biased Red Sox fan. I don't think anything happened. I I I felt that way before the report even came out, just based on what guys were saying. You don't have Xander Bogarts. You don't have J.D. Martinez. You don't have guys like that coming out saying, go ahead, do all the investigating you want. We didn't do anything. And then the report comes out and says says what it said. Yeah. I think this was purely a Rob Manfred trying to cover his tail move mm-hmm. because he knew that if he came out and punished them accordingly, which in this case should have been absolutely nothing, that's not a good look for him. Right. I don't know, man. It's just more question marks. It sucks. But is this, is it done? I hope it is. I hope all this stuff's done. But I mean, with your logic, yes, there was, success for Cora in Boston after the Astros days. If you had a chance to bring Jose Altuve to the Red Sox, would you do it? Knowing what we know? Yeah. Absolutely not. I wouldn't touch anybody on that team with a 10-foot pole. So why is Cora allowed? Only because there was success with the Red Sox after the Astros stuff? You want my honest opinion on this? Yeah. And this is actually an interesting thought that I've had for a while, so I'm glad we're, we're talking about it. I would want Alex Cora back because, and people will likely disagree with me on this, I want to bring Alex Cora back because of the way he has responded and handled this situation. The accountability. You have not seen any of that from a yeah. single player in the Astros organization. You can point to specific yeah. examples, guys that aren't even on the team, which I guess... I'm not going to sit there, sit here and try to be the judge and say, oh, this guy was genuine, this guy wasn't. But I think we can all agree that it's probably a little easier to come out and acknowledge the wrongdoing once you're kind of separated from the organization. Yeah. We haven't seen any accountability from any guy on that team. But the way that Alex Kors handled the situation, he has laid completely low. Yeah. Since this whole thing went down. Sure. There hasn't been the, you know, switching going on offense and trying to backlash at 
media questions. Yeah, like the, players. There have. hasn't been any of that AJ Hinch yeah. BS that we saw with the Tom Verducci, where mm, it was a half hour of no answers. None of that. The guy has acknowledged what he did, has laid low, and that's why I would want him back. Simple as that. Okay, I'll give uh, I'll give the PR department of the Red Sox a lot more credit than the, than the Astros PR department because woof. Yikes. Yeah. Otherwise, Jake Cave. Jake Cave. That was a, we did a combo. Yeah. I wanted to make this about Jake Cave, but yeah. like we like we were talking about before we hopped in there, you got to acknowledge what happened with the, the Alex score situation. The only baseball news. Literally the only baseball news we've had in, what, a month, month and a half? It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. So, got to talk about that. But now we can transition to Jake Cave. This was a good one. Great one. Um, really, really cool hearing just different stories that he's got, um, different opinions. Um, if you guys have been listening to us long enough, I think you know that we lean towards the old school side mentality-wise when it comes to baseball. Jake is very similar, um, but he's living the life of you can't be only old school now. You have to adapt to certain things. So that's pretty cool, being able to, you know, show a little insight for guys like us that you can't be only old school. There are things happening in this game that are changing, and you have to adapt with it. You know, the whole adapt or die mentality has to be there if you're going to be a big leaguer. So I think it's cool hearing that that perspective from them. I'm, I'm excited for you guys to hear it. You know the drill. Without further ado, Jake Cave. All right, so we are joined here by Jake Cave of the Minnesota Twins. Jake, thank you for hopping on with us, man. Yeah, you know, I appreciate it. What's uh, life looking like without ball right now? It's weird. It's weird. Um, you know, what, what's the date? Is it April? Is it May? Is it, is it know, June? It, you know, right, right. But I've never not been playing baseball at this time. Um, you know, I can't ever think of a time except for maybe a time I was injured and I didn't start the season. Um but other than that, you know, I was still doing baseball stuff. I was still going to the field. Um, you know, you were still seeing the guys. And I, uh, it's it's weird, you know, life's, life's different right now. But it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting. Do you have, like, what's your setup like? Do you at least have, like, a pop-up net and a tee? You get some hacks in? or? Yeah, so, I mean, it's been, I went to Dick's and got a uh, bunch of, like, the little mini wiffle balls and, um I've had my fiance out here like tossing me with the ball. Sometimes <laughs> we do that a few times. Um, but there's been, we I've been lucky to find like uh, some private facilities who like won't let guys in and groups, you know, and be able to go in and get some, get some tea, you know, if I can get somebody to put the ball in the machine, machine for me, um, stuff like that. If there's any guys that are down to do stuff like that. Um, so I'm still being able to do, you know, some baseball work at least, you know, get the workouts in when I can, that kind of stuff. But, uh, but baseball stuff, uh, you know, it's not it's not what what you would be getting in any other kind of off season. But you know, I'm doing what I can. How how much of a toll is it taking on you? Because I, I know we've talked to a handful of guys recently that seem to be. I mean, most of them seem to be handling it pretty well. But I feel like at a certain point, kind of like what you were saying, where this is maybe the first spring in years that you haven't been playing baseball. I know that a lot of these guys are enjoying time with family and. uh other close ones around them, but I feel like at a certain point it's got to start taking somewhat of a toll. How is that affecting you so far? 
Yeah, it, I mean, it does. And if anybody says it doesn't, I think they're lying. Um, you know, I'm having a great time uh, with my family. You know, I have a, I have a two-year-old, almost three-year-old daughter and, uh, and a fiance, and we've been here in Florida. And we're, you know, we're having a great time. But even to them, it's not the same schedule. You know, like my uh, my daughter's used to go into the field and she says sometimes, oh, I want to see my friends, which means she wants to go to the field and go to daycare while I'm <laughs> playing, you know, and and, uh, you know, uh, my fiance, she same thing, you know, times like this, she's usually traveling around or we're figuring out stuff to do. She's being able to see her parents, um, be able to see my parents so that our daughter can see her grandparents. And, um, you know, we can't do that stuff right now. So it's not just, oh, I don't have baseball life's so much different. Um, and it's, you know, oh, I'm, I'm home with my family every day. Like, so it's, it's, I mean, everybody's schedule is weird. So everybody's a little, a little different, but, um, but we are having fun though. It's cool to be able to spend some extra time. Are you guys just absolutely killing Netflix right now as far as shows and movies go? What, what's the, what's the vibe? Man, I I mean, I watch so much Netflix in general that once this quarantine started, I was like, man, there's there's no way I can watch more. And then Tiger King comes out like day one. Yeah, yeah. So I got that. But I'm on like the I'm on the Amazon Prime, the the Netflix, the the HBO goes, you know, I'm trying I'm, we didn't I didn't even get the um, cable down here because I just man, I just want the good Internet. Yeah. And I'm going to stream everything. So, so I'm on everything, man. We're, but we're, yeah, we're killing it. Uh, we, we started watching also, we got the Disney plus, which, which is a great streaming service. <laughs> and, uh, we've been watching all the Marvels, all the Marvel movies in order. So like all the Avenger movies, um, and everything we got, the next one we got to watch is uh, Thor, uh, Ragnarok or Ragnarok, however you say it. But, uh, <laughs> no, nah, it's been cool, man. That that's, I mean, that's been cool. Been watching so much in shows and movies, but you know, it's been, it's been whatever. So obviously MLB, the show is a very hot topic in the baseball world right now. The question I ask these guys, one, are you an MLB, the show guy? If you're not, have you at least seen footage of yourself from the game and how did they, how did they do? Did they get it right? So I am not an MLB, the show guy. I've played the old other ones before. I have not played this one yet. I, I should. I want to because I'm in it. But um, uh, but the stuff I've seen. So I've had people send me Twitter. You know, on Twitter, you get tweets and people are like, "Oh, look, I uh, I did this with you and MLB the show." And you know, some guys talk about how terrible you were, and then I you know say funny <laughs> stuff back to those guys. And then, but some of them like, uh, nah. I mean, the swing looks kind of similar. I thought I thought that I looked pretty similar, but like. Uh, I don't know. That's just me looking at it, but I, I I thought it was pretty pretty similar. I don't know. I didn't look at any of the like attributes or anything like that. Like, um, so I'm curious to play it to see, you know, uh, see what it's like. But it's cool getting Snapchats from the buddies that are like, uh, oh, just to walk off home run with you. And, like, <laughs> it'll be the show and stuff like that. So that's cool. Well, I mean, we've had so I don't know if we told you, but we've had a couple guys on here, um, and. I, honestly, it's made it more exciting for me. I was just playing MLB the show the other night, hit a hit a little walk off double against Liam Hendricks. I was pretty proud of that. Dude was chucking, it's Dyson, but it's it's got to be cool, right? Like, what was that transition like to where it's like, hey man, I'm I'm a major league baseball player and like I'm on games and like kids are playing with me and like I'm in a version that's expanding outside of just being on TV playing baseball. Yeah, it's uh, 
yeah, I went back and, and saw some of y'all's stuff. Um, and I saw you have Liam Hendricks on recently. And uh, so that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, it's hard to explain because having being able to be in a in a game, you know, with your name as a major league baseball player was something you think about when you're a kid and you're like, oh, that's cool. But then, um, you know, my to have my dream of just being able to play in a big league stadium and be under the lights and do that kind of stuff that, you know, I got to play in a, a, a playoff game in Yankee Stadium, you know, against the Yankees, stuff like that, that I haven't even got to do MLB The Show because it is very cool, you know, but I'm not a huge video game guy. And I've done some really cool stuff that I think is way cooler than being in the video game. <laughs> so I, so it's not like I've rushed to get the video game. Right. Um, and I haven't even thought, and I haven't even thought about it like that until now. But I guess when you really think about it, like if I, if I hadn't made my debut yet and they took a, and they did expanded rosters and like put me on the big league team and like I could play, I guarantee you I would have had the game by now yeah. and been playing it, <laughs> uh, you know? So I think that's a, uh, never really thought about it like that until you brought it up. So you mentioned the Yankees. What's it like for a Red Sox fan to get drafted by the Yankees? Yeah, I, uh, I was kind of a Red Sox fan. I did. I I liked the Orioles being from Virginia, but I've been, uh, but I like the Red Sox. I just like the, they were, you know, dirtbags out there and, you know, had Johnny Damon at one point looking the way he did and Big Poppy and stuff like that. I, I like the Red Sox. You know, Dustin Pedroia is, uh, you know, still one of my favorite players ever, you know, just the way he, you know, does stuff. But um, so then when I got drafted by the Yankees, it's funny, how, you know, I got drafted by the Yankees and I was like, oh, man, to hell with the Red Sox. You know, the Yankees <laughs> are my favorite team. But, uh Anyways, but so when when something like that happens, you know, you just really all all I cared about was you know getting getting to the big leagues with the Yankees, and then as I started getting up in the system, um, you know, and some log jams happen and stuff, and some unfortunate things happen, it's just hey, I just want to get to the big leagues, you know, I don't care who it's with. Um, so yeah, your thoughts kind of change a little bit, but uh, yeah, the Red Sox, Red Sox were cool, man. Growing up, I I thought they were I thought they were fun to watch, and then I I always like watching that uh, ESPN Thirty for Thirty they made about the Red Sox Yankees series, and when Dave Roberts had the huge stolen base and whatever game it was or whatever. But uh, I watch that a lot. I have it on the iPad, and there's times where I just watch it like on planes or whatever because I think it's a really cool cool episode. That's that. What is that? That Four Nights in October or something? Yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch it. That yeah. was a while. Nate's a Yankees guy. I'm a Sox guy, so that's partially why we brought that up. Oh, so. really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, cool, cool. So, we've been arguing since we were five. So, <laughs> where are both y'all at? Uh, I'm out. I'm out in Arizona, so just okay. uh, like Tempe range. Um, but uh, we grew up in, in Northern Virginia together, so uh, you know the Nationals weren't around yet. So yeah. I think it was more along the lines of like. We're big, we're good, big Ripken man. guys growing up. Ripken's my favorite player of all time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was him and Jeter growing up for me. With like the yeah. two, the two guys that I that I looked up to a lot. So, yeah. so we're gonna be okay, Jake. We're we're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna watch that documentary. That's all. Come on. <laughs> who who are some of the guys you looked up to? You mentioned Ripken and Jeter, but as an outfielder, who were there any guys yeah, in the outfield? I mean, I had guys that I liked. Josh Hamilton. Um, Josh Hamilton, when he came onto the scene and when I read his book and, you know, all that stuff, it was, uh, I was a huge, huge Josh Hamilton fan. Fantastic book. Um, fantastic. Um, you know, 
it's unfortunate some things that's happened lately, you know, with them and everything. But I was there in Texas. I don't know, was it this year? Had to have been this year um, where they retired his number in Texas. We were playing him, and, uh, you know, he gave a speech and everything. So that was cool. Um, I mean, Griffey, you know, every, everybody says that. Obviously, like they should. And Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn was one of my, uh, you know, Tony Gwynn is right up there with one of my favorite players of all time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I liked watching those guys too. But for some reason, you know, I was a left-handed hitting outfielder pitcher in high school and stuff coming up and a you know, Jeter and Rifkin were like the two guys that I liked. I liked watching play probably the most. So what's cool is that, like, I think, you know, if you were able to look back at some of our content and stuff like that, Kyle and I typically lean more towards like old school mentality when it comes to baseball, you know, so analytics are, we're a little bit slower towards that um, new stats and the war and the WRC plus whatever it is, you know, some of that stuff just, doesn't mean as much as to as, as the others do for us anyway you naming guys from obviously you know the 80s and 90s range to where those were studs and you're growing up we're rough we're all roughly the same age what was it like for you to be at that level where you're at a major league level and these are starting to become norms analytics are starting to become normal videos are starting to become normal what was it like not growing up with that and then really transitioning to make it a part of your game or not. Yeah, it's, I'm definitely on the, the old school leaning side of baseball. Um, it's just, just how I am, you know, my dad, old school baseball guy. Um, that's just how I was raised. I, I've tried to become a person that really tries to use the analytics though. Um, in, in my own way. Uh, a lot of people ask me about the launch angle, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think certain things about it, but I like to look at the exit velocity because I think that's an easy way of putting an old school thought of squaring the baseball up into play. You know, you hit the ball harder. Obviously, you did something right to do that. Um, so that's how I kind of look at it. I like to I like to lean, you know, to the old school side. But I also know that, you know, these pitchers are taking advantage of the analytics if I don't do my part in taking advantage of the analytics, then how am I going to keep up with the game? Um, so, you know, but I still think, you know, there's, you got to do certain things, certain ways. You still got to play the game a certain way, um, regardless of what you think about the analytics, you still have to have a certain mental approach at the plate, regardless of what you're trying to do with your swing. Um, so I think there's a lot of give and take. I think there is a place in the game for analytics. Um, but I think that, I think that the whole game cannot be based off of it. I like that. So there's, in my mind, I feel like there's got to be a stopping point. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're getting to the point where dudes are hanging out and there's six iPads in a, in a dugout, you know, that wasn't a part of our game 15 years ago, maybe even less 10 years ago to where we're not really doing that kind of stuff. Do you feel like there's a stopping point that needs to be met with? Like once the, once you know, first pitch goes, all that stuff's got to shut off. You know what I mean? Let's just play the game and rely on our preparation from there. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I do think there's a stopping point. Um, the whole, the iPads in the dugout kind of thing. I, I don't like it, but I, but I use it. So I can't say that, you know what I mean? I, I use the, I look at the iPad when I'm going to go face a guy. Cause I want to see what his two seams doing how much it's running today or, or in his last outing, because you can't see things on that day. But uh, 
like when you do stuff like that, like when, just when you get a chance to see a pitcher who's coming into the game and you can look at his last three starts, I mean, that's a big, or his last three appearances, excuse me. That's a bit, that's a big thing to just sit there and look at the iPad and you can say, all right, his last three, you know, three appearances and stuff's been a little flat because you know, they're looking at you, the, the, what's your last 20 at bats hot zones are that they're looking mm -hmm. at what you're, you know, they're taking advantage of stuff too. So I, I think, I think that when I'm a fan, if I were just a fan looking at the game, I would say get rid of all the iPads and everything in the dugout. And then I would get into the dugout and be about to go in and face a, a you know, a, a nasty reliever. And I'd be like, man, I wish I had that iPad to see, to see some, some stuff yeah. in this guy. So I, I don't have any answers because I'm kind of indifferent about it. You know, I think I, so I do think that there, I think there is a stopping point, but what is that stopping point? I don't know. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, whatever you can do to make sure that nothing, you know, nobody's doing anything, you know, stealing stuff from the other team, stuff like that. There's got to be, you know, something to stop that. And I think when you have a bunch of electronics in play, I feel like that's inevitable. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't have the answers, but I think there does have to, I mean, there, there does have to be, you know, uh, whatever, stopping point, if that's what you want to call it. So we're talking exit velo talking launch angles can we talk about the 2019 minnesota twins and how they just absolutely crushed baseballs <laughs> man and i'm telling you if people if people were to be able to see behind the scenes it's not what everybody would have thought it's not no we're not nobody's i don't want to say nobody people are talking about it but it's not being talked about we're not having these meetings about you know what are you doing with your swing people aren't changing their swing i mean you got guys in there that are on the tee doing high tee hitting the ball into the ground you got guys doing the machine up close and guys just peppering it the other way and then going out in the game and just you know dropping head and and i think that people watch a lot of the um a lot of instagram videos of a lot of swing coaches and I'm not saying anything bad about swing coaches because I think that they are very valuable for guys who understand hitting and are old enough for girls who understand hitting anybody who's old enough and can want to, you know, anything. There's a lot of coaches out there, softball, baseball, whatever. But you got to understand the, the, the base. I, in my opinion, you got to understand the basic principles of squaring the ball up, um, adjusting to speeds, um, uh, using lower half, just stuff like that before you can start getting into the other stuff. And because we did not talk about that stuff very often and we had a lot of home runs. So I think it's uh, I think it's more about, uh, we did talk a lot about approach, you know, um, what is your thought when you step in the box? Um, you know, how, how are we going to manufacture runs? And when you start thinking that way, you start putting yourself in good positions. You start, um, you start taking pitches that you might have swung at before, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so we had a good uh, season in that aspect, but you know we didn't do it in the playoffs, so so that's uh, we got to get back to doing that. <clears throat> well, I, I like don't know that. when that so, I don't know when that'll be. Hopefully this year. Hopefully you... soon. <laughs> Are you in the camp of playing playing ball in Arizona if that's what it takes? Man, I will play wherever. <laughs> you know, I know there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of older guys, especially, you know, um, that might be like, no, nah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that because I don't care, man. What, what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? What else am I going to do? Sit, sit here in the apartment and not have a job or be able to go be a major league baseball player for a job. I don't care, but that's me.
So a lot of it is, uh, you know, obviously no fans allowed kind of thing. They're talking about not having umpires, robot strike zone, whatever. Um, is is there something that is like crossing a line for you to be like, nah, I don't want that scenario when I play? Or is that stuff okay with you? The robot umpire thing, I do not like. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of holes, not, um, not holes, but you know, there's going to be some things that are going to happen, um, like catchers. There's going to be some things on the catching side, obviously, that are, that's going to become irrelevant. There's going to be some things with certain break pitches that are going to clip maybe some parts of the zone in an unhittable part of the zone, or or an unhittable uh, eye level. I don't know. I I don't like it. Um, you saw some stuff in the Arizona Fall League. Didn't they use in the Arizona Fall League? Yeah. And like some videos were coming out. Yeah. And it and it did not look good. Regardless on whether like a pitch should have been a strike, it was sloppy. Right. Looking. Um, it just didn't look pro to me. But uh, I'm on that old school leaning side, so uh, there might be a new there might be a new wave that wants nothing but robots out there. But I'm not, you know. I'm not part of that. I, I think I think that that would be taking it a little, a little too, a little too far. <laughs> yeah, let's hope those those robots are. Let's just hope they're they arrive after we're long gone. <laughs> right, I'm with you. That's all I'm saying that. I'm with you. So if we did, so Jake, if we do get baseball in 2020, there's which I'm sure you heard it. There's a a group of people out there that would call the 2019 Twins a fluke. Because obviously, for a while there, it was the twin, uh, the Indians division, rather there for a while, um, and then you all sneak in and kind of assert yourselves and say, "We're here." Why do you think that that's that it's not a fluke? Like, what is it about the team, aside from the fact that you guys just mash baseballs? What is it about the team that you think is the reason? Like, hey, we're here to stay for the for the long haul. Yeah, we had a, uh, you know, we had a fun team. We had a, we were having a lot of fun. Um, you know, we just, we just did things during the season that, that you just see from winning teams. It wasn't just, we had, we hit more home runs than anybody else, but there were a lot of games when you really watched our season where we manufactured some big runs late, you know, um, Taylor Rogers came in and shut somebody, shut some, shut some guys down, um, some stuff like that. Um, you know, turning multiple triple plays, just cool. You know what I mean? We were having fun. We were, it was a good baseball team. It was a good vibe. Um, and that's, that's what I think stuck out more than anything, you know, that, um, we really had a good team come coming up. Um, we didn't put it all together in the playoffs like we did in the regular season. Um, you know, just didn't, you know, we, we didn't obviously didn't swing the way we did, but just a little bit of everything. And, uh, no, but I think we have a really good team. We had a really good team. I think we have an even better team um, right now. So uh, I hope the season does happen because we got a really, really good team. All right, I got to ask. I'm, I promise we'll get away from baseball stuff eventually. <laughs> but I have to ask, have you ever tried swinging Nelson Cruz's bat? Um, I have just, like, picked up his bat's. <laughs> but like I would not go into the cage with Nelson Cruz's bat and start uh, swinging it for real. Can you confirm um, the size? Is it like a is it like a plus one? Oh, dude, it's a log. 
I, I think I'm, I'm picking it up and uh, and somebody like looked over at me and I've been scoping. John the scope last year was funny, man. We were in the game and we weren't playing and Nelson was DH and he like came in and he just like set his pad down next to me. And I picked it up and like, what the fuck? And I looked over at Scopey <laughs> and he was like, yeah, he was, he was like, he was like grown man. And I was like, yeah, hey, man, grown man. Put it back down. Said, uh, my bad, Nelson. <laughs> Uh, that thing's got to be like 36 ounces, right? He's a, uh, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a strong man. He's a, uh, and he, he gets that thing going and uh, it's impressive. So you mentioned scope. Um, question I'd like to ask the guys, cause obviously we only really see the, the relationships between guys out on the field. Um, kind of in the, in the dugout off the field, who are some of the guys on the club that you're especially close with? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I hang out with, you know, Kepler, uh, Buxton, uh, Lamont Wade. That was in AAA with me up and down a little bit. Um, you know, Garver, everybody got along. Um, and it, it's weird, like in a baseball, in a, you know, y'all, and y'all know no clubhouse. Like you have a lot of friends that you're really close with on the field. And then you might not see people away from the field that much. And it's weird because you live with them. Basically, right. you know, you, you might have a guy that you go to the field with and, and every day you're the guy that uh, y'all eat lunch together and whatever y'all play, uh, y'all, y'all shoot hoops in the back together at a certain time every day, stuff like that. But y'all never hang out outside of the field, which I think is, is, is cool about the game. I think that that's a really cool thing that you have friends like that. And so, so in that aspect, you know, I feel like everybody just about got along at the field. Um, but, you know, there's a few guys that I named like that, that I, that I would hang out with outside of the field and, you know, we'd have a good time, stuff like that. Um, pretty cool too with baseball. Sometimes a lot of times you see guys that you're playing, um, that you hang out with, you know, that kind of thing. So it's cool. It's, a, uh, it's, you know, but then you got like guys like Asadio who are like, you know, the clowns in the clubhouse and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, everybody got along and we had a really, we had a good time. Nice. So what's uh what's a typical off day for, for Jake Cave when you're when you're traveling, you're in some random city, do you like to check out, you know, restaurants, you go fishing, you hit the links, what do we got? Um, off days for me. Well it depends on where we're at. Um, but I uh I sleep. I uh, it depends on depending on like how Hold on real quick. Somebody's being super loud. <laughs> so anyway, like an like an off day would be uh, I would sleep for sure. And uh, depending on how late I would sleep, I don't know. Might depend on how um, late the game went the night before, something like that. But uh, find a big breakfast spot to get that late brunch. Like, and it's got for me. I'm blowing it out on the off day breakfast. Uh, got to get something crazy, uh, depending on where you are. I mean, there's places like Detroit where we stay, um, far away from Detroit. We're like 45 minutes out in like a little suburb. So really the only thing you're going to do is like, I mean, you're going to either Uber somewhere or you're going to catch a, catch a movie and just find like three different restaurants, to eat three different meals that, that day. So like, that's my thing. I like to, I like to see, I like movies. 
uh, doing that kind of stuff. I just like walking around seeing the city. I'm a big like going out and walking type person anyways. So I like when we're in like Chicago and we have an off day and uh, and I just go and I'll walk and, and, and walk around and, you know, walk in the shops and stuff like that. Um, if, if we're ever in cities where I know people, you know, buddies or something, they got buddies in Chicago, stuff like that. Um, then, then we'll see them. Uh, family could be in town on off days. Sometimes we like to set up off days. Uh, the family gets to visit, you know, that kind of thing. So they can find something to do, but it's, uh, off days when you get them, you know, uh, you, you take advantage, you know, rest it up. At least for me, the pitchers, pitchers are out golfing and I don't get how, how they do that. I'm not doing anything physical on the <laughs> off day. So you got any guilty pleasures when you're out walking around? We were talking to, uh, Miles Michaelis a couple weeks back and he said that he is a all in Waffle House guy. You got anything like that where it's like if you're if you see one pop up on the GPS, you're like, I gotta get I gotta get there. Man, nah, that's not me. Along those lines though, is I will I do not shy away from the the late night Uber Eats McDonald's call. <laughs> so respect so the honesty. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I uh, I'm I'm usually trying not to lose weight. So like sometimes late at night, go get that McDonald's in you. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's something that you genuinely have to think about, like traveling and basically, you know, on and off airplanes at two, three in the morning, checking in hotels, all this random stuff that you have to do. Like, is that how many dudes struggle with weight fluctuation and like staying in shape and stuff? Yeah, it's, I mean, for the most part, at least guys that I know, I'm, guys aren't trying to uh too hard to lose weight so like i mean you get into a hotel at two in the morning and like you call the room service and it's busy like or or like they're <laughs> like oh hold on real quick and then like it takes like an hour for your food to get there because you know everybody on your floor uh was ordering room service at uh late at night um i mean so er you know guys are doing it i mean but but guys understand, you know what I mean? Like for the most part, I do eat healthy. So like, I, you know, guys know um, they're not doing it all the time, you know, and they know how, you know, what they've done during the day, what kind of, what kind of workload they've had that day. Um, if I'm not playing every day, um, I'm probably not going to be eating McDonald's at two or three in the morning um, consistently. But uh, if I'm playing every day, like now and then, like, yeah, something like that, I'll do even though I know it's, you know, shitty, but I'll <laughs> So I love getting this kind of like behind the curtain look at the, the major league lifestyle. A question I wanted to ask you was, is there a myth that you can either debunk or validate about the major league life that people who have never seen it or have never experienced it themselves think that it's reality? But then when, when you get somebody who gets up to that level like yourself you're like oh it's not really like this or this is something that people talked about from the outside and now that i'm here i can say for sure that yeah it is like this is there something like that along those lines where you you've experienced in your time there yeah well there's very few for me because like i was saying earlier we asked about if i would play in arizona i'm not picky when it comes to a lot of major league stuff because like sometimes people will complain about the food and I'll be like, dude, what? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I'll be like, we got steak and broccoli. Like, what, what are you complaining about? Because you had steak two days in a row. <laughs> but um, so I'm not one of those guys to complain about that stuff. But um, 
all big league clubhouses, at least on the visiting side, are not great. Um, I thought that was one one thing I had been told before that like uh, Fenway had a really bad clubhouse. And I was like, what? I was like, it's Fenway. It's the Red Sox. I was like, this is probably going to be dope. And it was like, I mean, guys are getting changed. Like, like there's no room in between lockers and uh, there's two names on lockers. And like in the big leagues, like guys are doubling up uh, like what? lockers. Yeah. So it's uh that's real. Like I'd heard that before that the, just because they, they keep it, uh, you know, authentic. So it's the same, same locker room. I think they've had like forever. Um, same with Wrigley. Wrigley's clubhouse uh, was not good. I think they renovated it within the last year or so, but two years ago when I went there, that was not good. But both of those places, I think, are my top two uh, stadiums to go play. You know, they were incredible, um, super nostalgic, uh, two worst locker rooms by far. All right. So I've never asked this question before, but I think I'm, it's kind of a cool. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if you got any insight. So I'm not saying that we have to transfer any teams per se, but if we were to add, you know, some big league teams, get some expansion, maybe we bump up a couple more teams. What's a couple cities that you feel like need a baseball team for sure? Okay. Um, Virginia beach or somewhere in that area. Um, we don't have anything in Virginia, uh, at all at big at the big league level um so that always sucked um i wish that i had a, a big league clubhouse or a big league stadium that i could go um watch watch games at when i was young um and there's nothing in virginia so you'd have to go to baltimore or dc for that um and then the other place that i would say um i would say somewhere carolinas somewhere um i played in charleston south carolina for the Yankees, uh, single A, and that's one of my favorite cities ever. And then there's some cities in, uh, in, well, Charlotte, I would say Charlotte, I would say the triple A stadium in Charlotte should be a big league. Uh, they should turn that into a big league stadium. That's the place that I think that doesn't have a big league team that should. Yeah. All right. It's fair. Virginia, Virginia the, beach, Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte's great. Yeah. The Panthers. Yeah. 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 Whenever we go there, food, stuff to do um the hotels are good in the area stuff like that um i i, I really like charlotte i think that would be a cool place for a big league, big league team so in the vein of uh changing the game i guess you could say nate i'm gonna have to steal your go-to question jake what's a way that you think that there's obviously been a lot of talk surrounding baseball in terms of ways we can make it more accessible, ways we can make it more entertaining, shorter, whatever whatever adjective you want to throw on there. What is a way that you think, based on your understanding of the daily life of, of a big leaguer, what is a way you think that the game can adapt or change uh, on at a player level that you think would really um, enhance the experience for fans or people just tuning in on social media for the latest posts or whatever. Cause like we talked to, uh, I think we talked to who was a Delino to shields. He was saying, um, that he thinks that we should be able to basically document. And when I say we, I mean the league obviously, but basically let guys document their, their day to day 
lives and give people a more behind the scenes look at what guys are doing off the field because we don't I don't feel like we get that enough. Like you see guys in the NBA, you see what they're doing on their off days because they obviously don't have as many games. You see guys in the NFL, they surely don't have as many games. What is a way you think we could maybe and it, and it doesn't have to be in terms of social media or whatever, but what's what's something you think we could do? Yeah, I just think um, I think that more guys should be able to do stuff like this. Or I don't even know if it's a if it's a can be able to do stuff like this, but I just think guys should do more stuff like this. Um, I think the podcast stuff and stuff like this is cool. Um, I've been so deep into podcasts uh, lately, and especially since this quarantine. Like right now, like Joe Rogan's like my hero. So like I love I love this kind of stuff, and I wish that um, you know more baseball ones would be would be out there and good ones. Um, but yeah, I like, I think that I can't think of anything specifically, but I would like to say, I would like to see more of certain things. Then I think that there'd be a lot more baseball guys to say the same thing. I think that like the chatting cages you see, like goes on during spring training and stuff like that. I think that those should, I love those. Like, I think that those should be almost like a series. I don't know if they do. I don't know if YouTube has the, whatever. And if they do that all the time, but I think that any time that you can get into, you know, be able to talk to a player casually as they're doing their job and stuff like that. I think that's awesome. So I think stuff like that, I know they're doing it. And I think that I love stuff like that. So I, I can't give you a specific example, but you know, those are a couple of things that I really, I take away from like my personality. Um, I like being able to see, you know, guys like that when I'm, when I'm sitting here talking and, you know, and, and I see like, a I watched one a few years back and it was like Dustin Bedroya in the batting cage and he was hitting off the tee, just, you know, you know, shooting with, with Harold Reynolds about like, you know, what's his thought process, like Chipper Jones talking about stuff, talking about hitting down on the ball and getting everybody mad because he hits bombs and he's talking about getting hit down on the ball. You know, I love that stuff. I love it. So I, I, that's the kind of stuff I really, really appreciate as a baseball fan. So do you think that's, uh, is that MLB responsibility is that player responsibility? Like, how do we? I think it's we... a player. I, I would say it's player thing, personally. So, I mean, uh, I think it's just personal preference. You know, I think there's some guys who who could do certain. You know, who who, um, you know, if they wanted to do something, that they should go ahead and, and do it and try to do it and put it out there and see uh see who who likes it. And I think a lot more people will than than what they think. Um. I think baseball for a long time too has been one of those sports where, you know, you keep your mouth shut because it's like the old school way. And like I said, I am like a leaning old school player, but I like a lot of, I like a lot of new stuff too. I, I think, I think guys, I think there are times where stuff's taken over the line, but I think that's always been the case. So, you know, I, I, I have no problem with a guy, uh, you know, celebrating a little bit on a huge Homer, like late in the game. Um, I have no problem with a pitcher coming in and, and, and getting a big hold and, you know, you know, yelling F bombs and whatever. I, I, I have no problem with that personally. If, if it's just passion of playing the game hard and doing things the right way, I have no problem with that. So, so the way that the game's leaning as far as that side, I actually do like that. Um, so I just think that there's, I think that there could be a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of thinking, um, that could go ahead and you could still be like an old school hard nosed baseball player, but uh, appreciate 
having fun when you're a major league baseball player. Do you feel like your views have changed? I know you just said you gave a couple examples of like pitchers coming off the mound and, and obviously letting their motion show a little bit. You say you're, you're cool with that. Do you feel based on how you've seen the game evolve, even just within the last two, three years, do you think that say from when you were like in high school or maybe even coming up through the minors, do you think your views have shifted as the game has evolved or is it something where you've kind of always, I don't want to say stuck in your way, but it's as has the evolution of the game uh, influenced you as a player? I think it's a combination. I think, I think watching really good players that I really respect, um, you know, play the game with some, you know, some swag and stuff like that. I think that that started to change my mind that you, you could, because when I, when I first got drafted, when I, and I was, a I was probably annoying to a lot of my teammates. Like I wanted to be like the, oh, I play, you know, if I, if you don't do it this way, then, then you're not a real ball player, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, as I, as I got older and started playing more games and I started playing with different people. And like I said, guys that I respected, I started watching Mike Trout's, you know, go out there and be a hard nosed baseball player and do things the right way, but be out there with some swag and having fun. And I was like, man, I was like, that's, you know, that's cool. And then I got to, I got called up and I used to always think, man, I'm, if I ever get to an age where I can't, uh, run as hard as humanly possible down the first baseline and like, Oh, I'm retiring. And then I get caught up in my first year and I watch how hard Joe Maurer works and how hard he plays at the game. But like, if he, you know, hit a hard ground ball, the shortstop, he still ran hard to first, but wasn't blowing a hammy, you know, doing it. I was like, Oh man, like, you know, I, I think I, I can see, I can see different, you know, different different players doing different things now and that different guys have different personalities and there's certain reasons why guys do certain things um so yeah i think it's been a big combination of watching other guys and um, being around certain guys all right well now i have to ask i mean what talk to me about joe mauer dude like what that's yeah yeah that's joe, such a cool joe. guy to, to be around and player one player one i got a story about that so we got a uh, me and me another one of my buddies so joe mauer obviously is Joe Maurer, you know, he's super pro, he's an awesome guy, a great teammate and an unbelievable baseball player, great hitter. Um, you know, just barreled everything up whenever he wanted to, it seemed like, well, me and one of my buddies, Tyler Austin, uh, who's now in Japan, uh, playing, well, trying to, and whenever they get ran back up, me and him were, uh, this was my rookie year and he had got traded over. So for the last couple of months, uh, me and him being buddies from the Yankees, we got to be on the same big league team. So that was fun. Um, but we just had this, we, we had this running joke that started, uh, Paul Molitor was our manager and Molly is a awesome guy. And he is a old school, hard nosed guy. If there ever is one. And there were times like me and Tyler Austin, like we, we were playing pretty well, but like we were striking out a lot on like back foot sliders to the point where we were like joking on each other about it. And it started getting to the point where we'd be walking back to the dugout and we were making jokes. I'd be like, Hey, TA, I was like, man, Molly's looking at me every time I swing at those damn back foot sliders. <laughs> and he doesn't even give me like any kind of expression. I know in his mind, he's like, 
I have one damn ball player on this team, Joe Maurer, and 29 <laughs> other slap dicks. <laughs> or 24. And uh, so we started, we just kept rolling with this joke, and it was just me and him. Well, we started saying to the, some of the other coaches, like uh, J-Row, our hitting coach at the time, who we were close with, who would be like, hey, like, watch, like, when we come in, if one of us strikes out today and, like, we're going to, we'll be, like, kind of smiling, we'll be holding it back. We come in and we, everybody started saying that we'd be walking on the dugout and guys would be looking at us and they'd be like, oh, we got one ball player, one ball player. Anyway, so me and Tyler started calling Joe player one. <laughs> and and it started getting around to the team, except for Paul Molitor, because the joke kind of got bigger to where, you know, we were embellishing it and we were like, oh, Paul, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so finally, like one day, um, you know, I'm, I'm giving everybody like high fives, daps, whatever, before the game, like, let's go. And I, Tyler Olson's right there and I get him and Molly's right there and I get him and I say like under my breath to Tyler thinking I'm funny. I'm like, I was like, oh, we got a, we got one damn ball player. And Molly turns around and looks at me and goes in 24 slap dicks. And I was like, oh. I, was like, I, was like oh. I was like, all right. So Molly knows the joke now. So, uh, so then uh, fast forward Joe's final game, you know, the whole team, well, leading up to his final game, the whole team, like we'd been throwing, like whenever Joe would get a hit, we'd be on the top step. A lot of guys, like we were holding up one because Joe never like celebrated, you know, just super pro and he would hit a double, whatever. We'd be like player one and he, you know, he wouldn't do it. It'd be like second inning, you know, whatever. And he's not looking at us doing whatever. And then finally, like, like on like day leading up to like the last game, he like looked over. And he like shot us like a player one real quick and we got really hyped. And then on his, on his last day, he hit a double in his final at bat and he's on a uh, second base and you can go to the dugout and see uh, like on the, the footage of the final day and everybody in the dugouts like jumping up, holding up number one. So like player one. So it became like uh, this twin saying that uh, now whenever I see Joe, I, I'll go up to uh, hey player one, player one. And he, uh, and he like, tries to say like, Oh, so you're like player. And I'm like, Joe, stop. Like, it's not even, it's, it's not even close. Stop. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. That's incredible. I love it. Yeah. So it was still stuck. We had Logan Forsyth came, came, uh, he was with us for a little bit. Super, super pro guy. I'm really good with all the young guys. Uh, did, did things the right way. So we started calling him player too. And uh, he, so he started getting mad because uh, he, he didn't want to be lumped in because, you know, you know, Joe's a man. He didn't want us to take that away from him. So we just started calling him two more. And he, he finally he finally liked it, too. That's awesome. So you're talking That's... you're talking like individual guys. Another question I like to ask guys, because it as, as I mentioned earlier, it kind of gives people a glance behind the curtain a little bit. Who is a guy in your experience that you've either played with uh, or against that you would say gets kind of a bad rap, whether it's the way he's talked about in the media or the even the way that he may come across on a broadcast? Who is a guy that you would say kind of fits that that mold a little bit? Oh, man. I had to think about this one for a second. Man, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say Nelson. Nelson Cruz. I didn't, I didn't know anything about Nelson um, before I, you know, before he take that back, didn't know anything about him personally. I knew Nelson Cruz, you know, and I knew what he could do on the baseball field, but I took it as like, 
Um, you know, he's, you know, he's a Dominican legend. You know, he's, he's a guy towards the back of his career who's done some crazy things. Um, he's been on a lot of different teams. A lot of different things have happened. Um, and I really didn't know what to think. You know, I've, I've played with some other um, veterans uh, big time. You know, there's like the, the Joe Mowers, uh, Fernando Rodney was on that team. You know, I've been around like some guys that was a lot of time that are stuff like that. So you don't know what to think. And he's very, very, very sociable, uh, very outgoing, very like, uh, like, like playful. Like he likes to have fun. He's always laughing. Um, he's, he's first one to the field every single day. Um, that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I don't want to say that it really took me by surprise, but I thought it was cool that there, this is another guy that I've heard good things about. And then when I got the chance to actually play with him, it was, it was a, it was a, it was an older Latin guy that got along with the young American guys, the young Latin guys. Um, he was a leader. Um, he spoke up in meetings, um, which I think is cool. I think that the best player on the team should. Uh, I've always thought that. Um, so, you know, I think that's cool. So Nelson, I would say, was a definitely like a, I don't want to say surprise, but a, it was really cool to be able to go from a Joe Maurer, who I went from a Joe Maurer fan, to being able to play with him was like, okay, he's one of my favorite players ever, to like a Nelson Cruz, who I was a fan of, to now being able to play with him. And I can be able to tell people that, yeah, he was an awesome guy and I like being around him. I like it. So I feel like we promised you we'd get off baseball, <laughs> and I feel like it's all we've actually talked about. Oh, we really have. Yeah. I know. What is to try to switch gears here? If you weren't playing baseball, what would you be doing? Man, I know I've I've asked myself that before, and people because people ask me that all the time. Um, if I wasn't playing baseball, what I'd be doing? I. Uh, I mean, ever since I was a, it's cliche, but ever since I was a little kid, all I wanted to do was play baseball, um, you know, because I was around it, you know, with my dad being a coach, I got to go to the field all the time. So I only ever wanted to be a baseball player. I have other hobbies, um, you know, some like unrealistic like stuff, like if, uh, if I could ever, you know, I, I, if I could ever be a podcaster or something like that, you know, like that's, that's stuff that I would want to do. I, I like having conversations, I like listening to podcasts. I like, I like stuff like that. Um, you know, it's hard because I, you know, I, I didn't, I haven't gone to college yet. Um, so it's tough. I don't know what I'd be doing. I think I'll be doing something in baseball. If I, if I didn't play baseball right now, I'd be doing something in baseball. I would be either trying to work my way up into a front office or I would be coaching or I would go try to get my, I would go get my degree so that I could coach a college team, something, you know, um, something in baseball, probably. I mean, that's just like the rest of us, man. I, we can relate, <laughs> right? honestly. Right? I, mean, I, I, I don't, like, no I judgment like whatsoever. Like everybody, you know, everybody who was a, a baseball guy, like, can give that answer, you know, like, <laughs> uh, what do you want to do? You want to talk about baseball or coach it? Okay. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can hop on the podcast if you want, man. We got we run this thing probably once a week for free. You can always hop on. Cool, I'm part of the show. Hey, hey, I'm down. Yeah, wasn't wasn't CC running that podcast like while he was playing? He was doing it, man. He was doing and, it. And, and those are the times where I wish that I was more in the podcast because I really didn't get into him as much until like probably you know towards the end of last year and then it's been like oh i've been watching old ones and then i've listened to them all the time in the car 
but I, I, uh, cause I would have kept up more with the CC, CC ones just cause, uh, you know, CC's cool, dude. I, I would have liked to hear what he has to say. He cuts yeah. it real. He yeah, always he cuts it yeah, real. He, yeah, he don't care. <laughs> yeah, he'll let you know. Yeah, he's not going to hold it back. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's, uh, what's it like being a dad at the professional level? You got a daughter who's, you know, going to start creeping into let's put some type of ball in front of her. Is it, are you just going to let her do her thing? Going to let her pick and choose? Are we going to try to get a yeah. wiffle ball bat in her hands? What? So she's got her all right now. We go on these walks around the facility, around the, the complex, and uh, she's dribbling a basketball, but she dribbles it and then punts it. And <laughs> then, like, if I'm playing something baseball, like, oh, she wants to play, she's got the little wiffle ball bat and stuff, too. Um, she's got soccer ball and she's, you know, she's kicking that around at times and stuff like that. So when, it, yeah, when it comes time, so I want her to do whatever she, she loves water. Like she wants to, she wants to be in the water at all times. She wants to be in the pool at all times. Um, so I would love her to, to like swimming. Um, I wish that I, uh, liked swimming more or I like swimming. I wish I was more into, you know, a competitive swimming growing up because I think swimming is awesome. And, uh, I think it's a super cool workout, and I think it's a good way to be a good athlete. A lot of other things, if she ever wanted to be an athlete, uh, you know, further in her life. It's fair. Nate, I think it's time for your uh, go-to question. Can't let, can't let it slip. My go-to? Uh, all the, right. The ultimate poll question here. Well, I mean, well, I got two, because I got two go-tos. Can I go both? We got sure. time for both? All right. First, first one is more baseball oriented. The other one's not at all. So for the most part, we've only talked to pitchers. Thank God we finally have a position player on here. I feel like yeah, both of us were, we were shortstops and it was like, it's hard to really only talk to pitchers. I mean, it's well, yeah, we know, like, biggest weirdos, biggest weirdos of all time. <laughs> like we started this yes. whole quarantine <laughs> process with the lino. And then I'm all pretty pitchers. sure from there on out every week it's been, yeah, every week has been a pitcher. Carson uh, Fulmer, uh, Liam Hendricks. So we appreciate uh, you hopping on. <laughs> yeah, 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 no problem. I gotta gotta break that up. So I'm gonna switch the the question a little more towards a position player. So we have we have five tools as a position player. You know, so if you can take a tool from any player in history, you know, is it Barry Bonds's power? Is it uh, is it Tony Gwynn's contact? Is it, you know, you know, whatever is, as far as speed goes with, you know, Ricky Henderson, like, what is it that you would steal to add to your game as a member of the Minnesota twins and, you know, whatever you want to do in the future? I think I would add. <laughs> I think I'm going to do, um, all right. I'm going to do somebody with speed. Um, so who, who is the fastest, who's one of the, the, the fastest guys baseballs, uh, that could, that could play. I, mean, I think Ricky Henderson's not a bad, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, nah, I mean, I, I would do, I would do Ricky Henderson's, I would do Ricky Henderson's, uh, running ability. The reason I say that is because, uh, I, f I feel like I can drive the ball enough to be a big league baseball player. 
And I think that I play good defense, but I think if I was a little faster, I think I could play all three positions better. And the base stealing threat added to being able to hit for slugging and get on base, I think would be, uh, would, you know, that put me, that put me in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I've all seen right. you. You, you flashed the leather, man. I've, I've seen some some clips. <laughs> so I don't think you need sometimes, any help there. You know, sometimes sometimes I like to, you know, try to catch balls that are 30 feet away. But, you know, <laughs> it's whatever. All right. The other one, not at all baseball related. We have this weird thing going. I'm not going to preface anything with this. I'm just going to ask you. Mint chocolate chip ice cream. Yes or no? Yeah. Let's go. We took a lead. It's, Let's I go. Mean, it's uh, arguably my favorite. Okay. Let's oh, go. Right. Let's go. I knew we had him. I would have been okay at just yes. Chip? Yeah. I would have I would have been okay at yes, but then he goes on with this whole it's brought it's probably my favorite. That, my favorite. That's too far. What do, what kind of ice cream are you eating? I'm a well, I'm a cookie I'm a alternative. cookie dough guy chocolate chip cookie dough. Okay, I like that too. All okay, right. but I'm waiting for one of these answers. You're gonna give some brutal answer here. You're say, what are you oh no, say? no, there, there's no brutal no. answer. I'm just a very Swedish like fish. simple <laughs> no. Although I am a big yeah. bubble gum and cotton candy ice cream. There you go. That's all you had to say. That's what? that's all you. Does that does that write say. me off? Does that eliminate You're all credibility? Mint chocolate chip, but you eat cotton candy ice cream. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, let's go. I mean, let's if people go. didn't eat it, they wouldn't make it. So, I mean, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's go. We took a lead. Right. I knew we had Jake. They on make the side. those Harry, they make those Harry Potter's jelly beans that are like vomit flavoring. Remember those? So, that's, that's you're eating gag ice cream. The logic that's, doesn't you're, work. You're, you're, you're eating joke ice cream. I'm getting I'm getting owned right now and I I, I fully acknowledge that. <laughs> oh man, let's go. It's gotta be to be fair, Jake. I'm I'm more of like the I'll eat any kind of mint chocolate chip, but it's gotta be the green one, right? Like the green that's the oh, one. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I think I've only ever seen green. I don't yeah. think no, if it was anything else, I'd be like, no. No, 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 no. I don't want green. Unmistakably green. Oh, no, I feel that's, so much better. Oh, I had a feeling Jake was a was a pro <laughs> yeah. pro mint chocolate chip guy. We're Let's gonna go. take a commanding lead fairly soon. We're gonna keep this thing going. We've asked what, who have we. So we had Carson on my side. Okay. No, Carson was on my side. Carson was on your side. Zach was on my side. Zach Plesac okay. on my side. And then I had one more. Who? Who? I don't know. I'm taking a lead though. We're gonna we're gonna just gonna run with this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. Yeah, not even close. It's just Come not. Cow. It's just not Step good ice cream. But oh. teach thrown, I suppose. Nate, that's, that's all I tough. got, man. <laughs> that's all I got. Jake, it was a blast, man. Appreciate right, you coming on here, brother. Hey, man, I have fun. I want to do it again. Appreciate it, man. All right, that was the Jake Cave interview. Nate, another guy. Mint chocolate chip. Yes, sir. I told you, dude. I told you. I'm going to take a commanding lead. I'm excited to keep asking that question. I'm starting to think the more that we ask these guys, 
yeah. the more I'm just going to start getting slayed, like absolutely slayed. <laughs> he basically did everything but call you stupid. Yeah. Like I'm, gonna, awesome. I'm already questioning <laughs> major life choices right now. I'm, it's, it's not a good look for me right now. All that matters. Honestly, if you took nothing else from that episode, <laughs> it's that Jake cave puts me at three, including yourself. Yes. It's currently three to two. Three to two. Yes. Other than that, whoa, great stories. Great stories. The Maurer story, hilarious. Paul Molitor not knowing the inside joke, but then knowing it, love it. I mean, that's cool stuff, man. Getting to hear about a legend like that and, uh, you know, just taking a little inside look at, you know, some big league players are exactly like us, door dashing or Uber eating mcdonald's at two or three in the morning just like <laughs> us baby i love it just like us uh, it's perfect this is the way we are yeah i like hearing about like individual guys that these guys play with like the nelson cruz type type deal like like guys like yeah. that like you said joe mauer just hearing things that you would otherwise never really know yeah and i think jake has a way of like Letting you know the real deal, basically. Like he's not gonna, he's not gonna be essy. He's gonna he even he said a couple of times on there, which I thought was funny, where he would say something, and he'd be like, "Not that I'm saying this, but I'm basically saying <laughs> this." And I, I, like I just love guys like that. They're gonna they're gonna cut it to you straight, but they're also not gonna put their foot in their mouth, which I think he did a great job of. And I think pro. it sounds like he has a lot of respect for for a number of guys around the league. And I just like these story, like you said, these stories have been awesome. Yeah, just gold, just gold. Getting a, a peek into just little things behind the curtain that you wouldn't otherwise know as a fan. That's our goal. That's our only goal with this stuff, to be able to let a uh, little insight for some fans, you know, build bridge that gap. Speaking of which, can we start like a Jake Cave on the pod 2020 campaign, like as a as a permanent thing? Yeah, I'll get the pins made up. It's a good call. Like I'm already envisioning shirts and everything. Yeah. Like I told you, I was not joking when I left the invitation open to him. I know. We'll make a run at it. Third guest. Third Why not? host. He could be like our three oh take with the three with the three goons, man. Just talking baseball. Like he could Simple be our hub. He could be like our like yeah. our major league hub and we could just check in with him from time to time, be like, What's the deal? What's the situation? <laughs> Jake, tell us about this. Simple. Easy. We all line it up. I think we owe it to ourselves. Owe it to ourselves, if anything. <laughs> we got anything else, Nate? No, five stars. One. Rate, review, subscribe. It's just, at this point, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, like for real. We, I was thinking about this the other day. There was a stretch, or pretty long stretch actually, Nate, where you and I, from for that for that length of time, we would maybe skip an episode just because either there was just nothing going on, or we were just run down with other things, and we're like, all right, this is like our our one of the month, I think, is what we call it, where it was like we would do three or four in a month, but maybe skip that fifth one or something like that. Yeah, we have literally brought an episode to you guys 
every week of this quarantine. entire yeah this entire stretch there's other podcasts out there that can't say the same thing in the baseball world uh, so i mean just saying just saying i mean like you said nate we're we're hustling we're grinding the least you can do is give us a little bit of that podcast oxygen yep. in the form of a review we feed off a of rating this. And that's how we get out there. That's how we become more known. But you guys know this. So I've done this before. I'm going to give you guys just a, a brief period of time to just go leave us a review right now. A little rating. Yeah. Nate, what should they say? I don't know. For this one, I mean, player number one. That's cool. That's the subject. Yeah. The stars, five. It's a no-brainer there. Hello. Go leave us a review. And maybe talk about mint chocolate chip ice cream if you want. Yeah, I mean you mm. you want to make it a real review. Yeah. Drop your drop your opinions on mint chocolate chip ice cream. I mean, I'd like to think that I would feel better about myself if I saw people commenting anti mint chocolate chip things, but at the end of the day I kinda want the pros on my side, so <laughs> unfortunately I don't really have that right now. But I'll, I'll be fine. I'll recover. There will be better days. Yeah. Well, that's it. Enjoy your next week of quarantine, people. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And, oh, there's a campaign right there. You can't set me up if you don't that's, even drop your signature sign That's up. dope, though. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Don't go chasing curveballs, people. Hold on, punt the brakes. No. Rewind. There it is right there. We're done. No. Click. How can you call that a campaign if the whole purpose of this period of time is to stay clean? You're washing your hands. You can't be dropping the... Uh, you can't be dropping well, that at the end. Oh, I think you can. Stay filthy, stay... In, you gotta grind. That's what stay filthy means. Stay grinding. I'm just they saying, working hard. as the PR expert that I am, I'm just saying, I don't know if this is maybe something that I would get behind. It is a little contradictory. I'll give you that. It's a little contradictory. So maybe don't. Controversial. Do as well. Anyway. Curveballs. Don't chase them. We love y'all. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time. Stay filthy. What are you telling you to take? You take! Don't tell me you don't see!